0: Hey, y'all, I'm Lauren Terry, and welcome to Livestock Photography Unleashed, a marketing podcast dedicated to the agricultural industry. Join me as we explore industry trends, discuss marketing strategies, and dive into the art of photography, transforming your ranch experiences into compelling stories. Every frame is a chance to tell your story. Let's make it unforgettable. Hello, hello and welcome to another episode. I am so grateful that you are here with me today. If the title did not already give it away, we are gonna be talking all about pitching livestock shows today as a photographer. I cannot wait to talk about this with you guys some more. We're gonna talk about everything from how to do it, how to reach out, the connections to make, where to even look for these shows, cause that can be kinda of confusing sometimes, my exact pitch word for word is going to be in my blog for you guys as well. Along with that, very soon, I'm going to be having a completely free guide come out for you that is going to be all fillable, customizable by you, where you can go in and make it your own portfolio to send to these shows in a PDF format that showcases all of your past work, who you are, what you're about, all of those things. So be on the lookout for that soon. It will be shared on social media, on my blog, everything like that. I cannot wait to build this for you guys. But for now, let's just talk what a pitch even is, how to pitch, why we need to pitch to these livestock shows, because I can promise you as a livestock photographer, these people are not gonna come to you. You have to go to them. And so what does that even look like? So as a livestock photographer, one of the keys to this success of getting these shows is it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And so with this, I have always prioritized connection with individuals and truly networking over just knowing things down to the bare bones because you can learn things. Um, no matter where you are at, you can continue to learn. And so a lot of jobs that I've gotten in the past have truly just been about who I've known, not what I've known because you can always be taught more. So it, the same applies for this livestock photography stuff. Continue as you go along of just making connections, get business cards, write names down, get numbers, follow up with people, become Facebook friends with them. Like all of this stuff, interact with these individuals. Cause as long as you're at the top of their mind, you're going to continue to be able to form and mold that connection with that individual. And, um, that's the first step. I feel like in a lot of these livestock shows is just forming that connection with individuals to get your name in the door. Once your name is in the door, um, research the show, That is the first thing I can tell you to do, um, research who's in charge of it, who are the organizers? Where is it located? Um, if you have to travel, what does that look like? All of those different things. And during this research section, my little tip or trick, at least here in the Midwest, There's a Facebook group called, I think it's like Nebraska livestock shows, or maybe they've changed it to like Midwest livestock shows where this wonderful, wonderful person, he is currently a dad in the industry, goes in and updates this big master list of like all of the livestock shows in the Midwest. And, um, updates it for spring shows, national shows, regional shows, all of that stuff every single year. So that's a really good resource for me here in the Midwest. Another really great resource that I've started using recently is the Showman app. So um, the showman.app is where you can go to, enter a lot of these livestock shows. And it's not as common for spring shows to use this app, but a lot are starting to kind of mold over to this. And so it's also another really great resource right there to just kind of be able to go and scout what shows are in your area, what shows are in the region that you're able to travel to. And so that's where you can kind of find these shows. And then, um, once you find these shows, research the past events of them. And so as a photographer, one of the kind of like unspoken rules here in the industry is I never strive to go in and take a show from another photographer. If they already have a photographer for this show and they have done a really good job in the past, leave it be like, don't be that person who is going out and like trying to steal everyone else's light and thunder. Because one of the biggest things that I believe as a livestock photographer in the agricultural industry is that there is space for all of us, no matter who you are. If you run a national well-known um, business, or if you are just starting out, there is space for every single person and at every single level. So continue to remember that and don't go steal from other people. Um, Now, if the show reaches out to you and they say like, hey, this photographer no longer lives in the area, they can't do it this year, things like that, that's completely fine. Or you could even reach out to them and be like, hey, I saw that XYZ has been taking photos for you in the past, I love them, they do an amazing job. I just wanted to reach out and say, if they're ever not able to do it or um, anything comes up, I would love to be thrown in the hat as a second option. Those are always great things to say, but never, ever, ever go in with malintentions of, um, trying to take away from other people's shine. Um, so the next thing is once you've researched this show, um, you kind of have your foot in the door a little bit, things like that is, um, generating your portfolio. And this is something that you need to have been doing for like the several months prior. So if you haven't started doing it, start doing it right now. Generate your portfolio, go around, start taking some photos, all of those things. And the thing with this portfolio, make sure that it is showcasing your best work. And so what I mean by that is, um, don't overfill it with a million photos. These people are very much going to probably skim this portfolio for the most part, but it needs to look fill filled and complete. So with this, you don't want to put 50 photos for each species in there. What is going to be more than enough to put two or three backdrop photos in there of each species and then four or five like candid around the barns photos and things like that. That's going to pretty much cover it for you guys. Um, don't, don't overfill it. Showcase your best work with that. Also showcase a diversified portfolio of work, especially if you are going to be shooting a show, that is multi-species. You need to make sure that your portfolio showcases that you have experience shooting all species. Because pigs, for example, like whereas okay, so cattle and goats, I feel like I photograph them very similarly because of their structure. If you're a photographer, you'll know what I mean. Um or if even you're a fitter or something like that, you'll know what I mean when I say photographing cattle and goats are pretty similar. And then sheep isn't too far off from that. But photographing pigs in motion is very different guys. And you need to make sure that you have knowledge of all four species and that you are going to represent this show well. And by doing that, you need to have a portfolio that is well, well, diversified and covering all different species and all different aspects that, um, you can show to that show that like, Hey, I do know what I'm doing. I'm going to represent you well, and we can continue to um, thrive off of each other's business. So also with that portfolio, make sure that you are tailoring it to that individual show. So one thing I like to do when I'm sending my portfolio over, so I have my main portfolio, but then I have some photos in there that I interchange in and out. So like, let's say that this show, I know that they have a show ring that is in an open-ended barn and I'm going to be struggling with light all day. I'm going to showcase that to these individuals that like, Hey, here are some photos from a show that I did in a very, very similar setup to your guys's show to just show them like, Hey, I I've got this covered. These photos are going to turn out great no matter what. So I may interchange a few every once in a while, depending on, um, who I'm reaching out to the type of show, everything like that. The next thing, once you have created your portfolio and you feel good about that, you've had some friends look at it and kind of edit it and get some different eyes put on it. The next thing that you're going to do is you are going to craft a compelling pitch. And luckily enough for you guys, like I said, at the beginning of this episode, I am going to draft one up for you that you can utilize yourself, but please, 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 please customize it to you. It needs to sound like your voice, whether you're speaking it out loud to someone or whether you're writing it in an email, it needs to sound like who you truly are. So please, please, please customize it. But here are going to be the main concepts of it. So it needs to be concise and persuasive and it needs to communicate your value. That is the biggest thing. Get to the point guys. It does not need to be Five paragraphs in an email of why that person should hire you, that looks desperate, okay? Be confident, be concise and show where you can add value to this show and show that you truly have having you there as a photographer is not only going to benefit you, but it's going to benefit them. And don't talk about how it's going to benefit you talk all about how it's going to benefit them and how it's going to give them more marketing and, um, more campaign reach, like more campaign reach with these photos and all of those other things that like, this is going to help you as a show and emphasize on that. Also, you need to emphasize your understanding of the show and of the unique traits of each individual within the industry, um, individual breeds, individual species, things like that, um, that you are competent enough to be there representing this show. Cause the last thing that they want is a photographer to come in and just do a really choppy job and not represent this show. Well, especially these spring shows that are still trying to grow and things like that. Um, and then at the very end, you need to make sure that you are clearly stating why your photography is going to make a difference for them and then ask for the sale. That is one thing, not enough people do. I feel like they their, put themselves out there. But then at the end, they don't ask for the sale. That is something I learned in my years as a sales rep that at the end of this conversation or at the end of it, you always ask for the sale. You never just let it kind of like die off. Okay. Because that's a weird ending. Like, how do you end that? Like, just be like at the end, say something along the lines of just off the top of my head. I would love to chat for, chat with you more. My weekend is currently available for that. Would you be interested and in, in me sending over a contract today and we can get everything finalized and that date nailed down for you guys quick, easy, concise, Ask for the sale. Also, another thing though, with that is sometimes you have to craft that to the individual. I will always ask for the sale if I am on the phone with someone or um, if I'm in person with them. Okay. If you are sending a cold email, you've never talked to this person in your life. Maybe don't ask for the sale initially. You need to then ask for the sale on the second email or that phone call that you get on with that individual. Um, okay. So I've talked about kind of, it's all about who, you know, not what, you know. So with that, build these relationships with those organizers. So you send the pitch, all of that stuff. When you're talking to these people, don't just talk about the show or talk about, um, what you're going to do for them or how much your photography is going to impact their stuff. Also talk about them like as they're a human. Okay. These are human relations and human connections that you are going to be making. And so you need to be talking to these people as if they are human and not that they're just someone you're trying to sell something to. Okay. Y'all. So that means actually forming a true and genuine connection with them, asking them like, once you know, these things about them, asking them how their kids are following up with them, um, checking in all of those things, truly creating that relationship, because trust me, it is going to help help you as you advance in your career to create really strong relationships with these people to be able to later use them as really strong references because there is a difference between a reference and a strong reference. A strong reference is going to give you a raving review to someone and say that they are just so impressed with your work and yada, 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 all these amazing raving reviews and things like that. And they're also going to go and sell your business for you. Okay. For example, I had a show that I did this last fall that I currently have the organizer going and selling me to other people because they were so impressed with my work. And with that, that's free marketing guys. Like just because I took a few seconds out of every single day to go up and create that connection with these people. So reach out professionally and respectfully and then just really try and create a strong connection with these individuals. The next thing that we're going to talk about is how you can offer added value as a photographer. So yes, you are coming and you are going to be providing a service for this show. So you are contracted to come in, take photos and that, that's all that's in your contract. You're, you're there to take photos, maybe some video, stuff like that. Um, how can you go above and beyond that though? Here are some like just random ideas of things that make you stand out as a person that like really cares at a livestock show. So, um, walking around and talking to exhibitors, not just with your camera and your AirPods in the whole time, walk around, take photos, talk to people, actually create those connections with the exhibitors as well as the staff that's there. Um, another thing, taking a pitchfork and helping them scoop up stuff around the ring or, um, going out of your way to ask the announcer if they need a drink of water or something like that. Like if you are ringside and you're running to go get yourself a drink of water, ask the announcer and the judge and anyone else up there if they need a drink of water too. go above and beyond just taking photos. Create those connections, ask where you can help, and you are going to get even better raving reviews because you are truly showing that you care not just about your business and yourself, but you care about the individuals that took a chance on you as a photographer and that gave you a shot at marketing their show. The next thing is start creating a list of people that are going to give you really strong testimonies and testimonials and referrals. So this is very impactful because people listen to other people before they listen to you. Most of the time, like if I'm trying to sell you a product, but your best friend has used it before you're going to trust her opinion on it more than you're going to trust me because I'm trying to sell it to you. So, It really really helps if on your website or in your portfolio you have custom quotes from people and it helps even more because we live in a world where people just aren't trustworthy anymore Um, it helps even more if it doesn't does not go with the aesthetic of things but I have found that it's more successful when I just screenshot text messages or screenshot a Google review and directly put that in there because then, um, it doesn't look fabricated, which it's really easy for people to do. Please do not fabricate reviews. Just leave them out of there until you have, um, a few strong reviews that you can put in there. It's not worth fabricating it. Trust me. The next thing is, um, Once you get the sale, they're like, yep, I'm ready. Let's get you there. All of those things. It's negotiating the terms, um, with these individuals. So nine times out of 10, probably, well, like okay, probably like two thirds of the time, you are going to go to a livestock show as a photographer, as a contracted worker, where you are not going to get paid by the show. You are going to get paid by the images that you sell when the exhibitors purchase them. Okay. For example, on my website, my photos, each of them are for sale for $25 a photo, or I offer show packages per child as well. Okay, that's how I make my money. I do not get paid by these livestock shows to come out and take photos most of the time. Then there are those other situations where I always offer to the shows, like, hey, you can go one of two routes. You can go this route where it's not gonna cost you a dime for me to come out, or you can go this route where the photos get sponsored. So what that means is they either go out and find a sponsor or the show sponsors it themselves where they pay my daily rate for me to come out and that fluctuates depending on how long the show is, where the show's at, all of these other things. If I have to get a hotel, if I have to have extra staff there. So it's a custom quote um, for every single day and they pay me a base rate and then my photos are free to the exhibitors. Okay, so those are the two different routes that you can pretty much go at these livestock shows is either getting sponsored photos or selling the photos directly. All right, so that's part of the negotiating the terms. You need to figure out which path they're gonna take with that. And then really, really try and as a photographer, be flexible with these people. Be willing to work with them because at the end of the day, People are not going to exactly remember how much it costs to have you at a show. They're gonna remember how well you worked for them and how well you worked with them. Okay. And so with that, be flexible with these people. Um, be stern in knowing your value as a photographer and not underselling yourself but also be flexible and be willing to work with these people because they are trying to better the agricultural industry just as much as we are. We're all on the same team. Um, so when negotiating those terms, make sure that you're open and flexible to change the next thing, get a contract, please, 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 please please get a contract. Um, and make sure it is a legal contract. So, um, I will put a link down here, but it's going to be, um, page at the legal page and it's a play on words. So it's the legal and not it's P A I G E. Okay. Page at the legal page. She sells amazing contracts that will give you a really great basis for it. Rocket lawyer also has some really great base contracts, um, but make sure they're fully legal contracts and that they have been verified by a lawyer, that they are sound and legal and all of those things. God forbid you ever need it. It's going to save you as a photographer. Okay. So this is going to cover not only you, but it's going to cover the show too. So I make sure my contracts are mutually beneficial for myself and for the show that, um, you know what, they're not liable if one of my employees gets hurt that's in the contract. And then also in the contract I have in there that I have sole, um, marketing and photographic rights to the backdrop that they are not like the show themselves doesn't take photos at the backdrop. Parents don't take photos at the backdrops. I have sole rights to that backdrop. Um, and then there's just a bunch of other legal jargon pretty much in there covering everyone's butts. All right. You don't want to have something happen and be like, I wish I would have had a contract in place. Okay. I hope you never have to use one, but please, please, please utilize contracts. They will be your best friend, not your best friend, but they will save you because God forbid that day come that you need it. You're going to have it in place already and you're going to be safe. Your business is going to be safe. Your employees are going to be safe. And the show is going to be safe from anything that could possibly happen because it will also keep you protected um, against like exhibitors. Um, God forbid anything happened there or things like that as well. It's just about um, you rather have it and not need it than not have it and need it. So please, please, please get a contract. Okay, we're kind of starting to wrap up here. The next thing is um, after you've done all of the you've done the initial pitch. They've said, let's do it. They're in love with your work. Um, they're on board. You've done all the negotiations, everything like that. They have signed and sealed a contract and you have that date nailed down and ready to go. Um, make sure you follow up with these people. So I always reach out to the shows at least, um, one time between when they book and when I go to the show, um, Okay. Two times, one time, like somewhere in the middle, just randomly just checking in saying, Hey, just checking in with you guys. Um, things like that. Um, making sure that like asking if they need anything. Um, and during that, I always pitch my additional marketing services that I offer. Um, and so for these shows, I offer a discounted rate on my marketing services. Um, if I'm already working with them with photos and I offer that to them at that time of like, Hey, the show's starting to approach. If you would like any help with your marketing, um, anything like that, please let me know. I'd be more than happy to help. Here's my packages for that. And then I always reach out to them at least a week prior to the show with a phone call. Please, please, please just call them. Um, this lines out an exact plan of if I have to travel where I'm staying in a hotel, I get the hotel lined out. I get exactly what time the show is starting lined out. I tell them um, like what time I'm gonna be there. I get the information of who the contact person is for when I get there, Um, all of those things. I just get the final details lined out and that gives them peace of mind and me peace of mind as well. Um, during this follow-up make sure that you're reiterating how excited you are to be at this show and if it's your first time make sure that you're reiterating how grateful you are that they are taking a chance on you all of these things um, and then truly just be responsive to these people if they have any questions Um, some of these shows are being just put on by parents in the 4-H or FFA world that they've never put on a show before. So they may need your help on things too. um, offer that guidance, offer that help, offer that experience and just be super responsive and quick with them. So, um, the biggest thing with all of this guys is just be you. All right. Be you don't be overly salesy. Um, go out right now. If you haven't started already, start gathering things for your portfolio, start reaching out to fellow photographers and telling them being like, Hey, I'm starting to get into this, I'm just playing around with my camera, could I come to a show with you completely for free and just start to learn or things like that. Those are always really great opportunities to expand your portfolio, get to know other people um, in the industry and continue to build that network and um, things like that. If you are a photographer who is wanting to build your portfolio, learn more about livestock photography, anything like that, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I would be more than happy to give you guys some tips and tricks or drag you along to my next livestock show. Until next time, friends, I hope that you were able to grab something really great and informational from this. And if you have any questions, as always, my DMs are always open. And if you got something out of this episode, please take a few seconds to go down below and leave a review either on um, YouTube, leave a comment, um, or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, please leave a review down below. And if you have any questions, please, my DMs are always open. And I cannot wait to come back and talk with you guys next time. Bye, friends.